Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive right into today's episode. I'm super excited to discuss kind of this idea. I, I'll admit I kind of had this as I was on a walk the other day. Kickstarter in the classroom. So uh like I said, I was just kind of on a walk. I I like to use Kickstarter. Uh, it's it's an interesting space and place. But before we kind of dive into that, let's first just check out what is Kickstarter. So, for those that don't know, Kickstarter is a website and it's a crowd sourced like funding platform. And I mean, you can get all sorts of things on Kickstarter. Uh, I'm going to speak a little bit more from my experience, which is picking up board games there. And we'll eventually kind of relate this back to the classroom, but I just kind of want to give you a base layer of what's in Kickstarter, at least for the board game world. So a lot of times uh, board, you know, board games can be expensive. Any sort of project can be expensive. And this idea is crowdfunding. So project goes up and you know there's something like 30 days 25 days you know it depends the project manager can pick how many days they have to reach their funding goal and they can definitely go over their funding goal um kickstarter is a platform that usually gets you know anywhere from half a million to a million dollars uh backed for board games i mean like that's crazy right already boom mind blown uh but I mean that that actually brings up my point. Like, how do they get a million dollars raised on a industry that's still pretty niche, that being board games? And I think it's part of the magic of Kickstarter, right? So one, this crowd crowdsourcing. This project wouldn't come to life without your backing of the project. And I think that that is such a neat uh aspect of this whole platform, right? That you're actually giving the dollars and the people the choice, right? And they will take something that maybe was super niche. Like uh, I'm looking at a game right now that's like all blinged out and it's pretty neat. You know, it's it's cool. It's got all these great little components, a couple extra things thrown in there. We don't need to get into that, but the idea is it gets you kind of excited. And for somebody that loves this particular board game, to have this come to life in kind of just a blinged out sort of way is pretty neat. And one of the ways that they get this this funding or they get the community to sort of buy in, is, well, like, I have noticed over the years several several goals or strategies that Kickstarter uses and Kickstarter campaigns. One is the time mechanic, right? There is only 20 days, 30 days, 15 days, whatever, to sort of raise these funds, or else this project will die, and it won't, won't come to life. So right there, we have this time mechanic, this pressure, like, should I back? Shouldn't I back? The one I was telling you about that I'm debating, I have seven days more to decide. This project's definitely coming to life. It's raised over a million dollars. But, you know, to get that, and it's it's usually only offered in Kickstarter, uh, or there's like all sorts of Kickstarter exclusives, which is my other thing. Like if you back the project now, 
uh, you get exclusives. So this this board game may come to life. You may be able to get it, you know, in a retailer somewhere. But this Kickstarter version typically is like super blinged out, and you you have no other chance to get it that way other than Kickstarter or you know getting somebody else to sell theirs. Uh, so there's we already just in that discussion we got time mechanic. Do I back now? I also just told you about sort of the scarcity mechanic. Like this, it feels like the only time that I can pick up this game, right? Ooh. And the other thing that I absolutely love is it's community-based. A lot of these projects, community members get to sort of vote and discuss on some of the options they want. Um, So the project might be 80%, 90% the way there. And then they kind of say, you know, and after the project gets funded, we're going to send out, you know, several surveys to decide, you know, do you want this or that? Do you want upgraded miniatures or upgraded this? Or do you want like extra boards or, you know, you get the idea, right? It's customizable, but it's community based. Like, right. The community is somewhat involved in the design, somewhat involved in the building of it. That's pretty exciting. The last trick that I want to kind of discuss before we kind of turn our attention to the classroom version of Kickstarter, and that is this idea of stretch goals. Stretch goals are a way that they try to keep the campaign exciting over the life of the campaign. So you got 30 days of this campaign or 45 days of this campaign, 25 days of this campaign. How do you get people to be interested? How do you get people to part with those dollars, right? There's there's definitely going to be some people that are like, oh, this is my favorite game. I'm super excited. They're playing it out. Boom. Day one, happy to lay down the cash. But then there's other people that are kind of on the fence. So how do you get them to like continue to come back, continue to check it out, eventually get excited enough that they plop down their money? And so what stretch goals do is some of them are public, like boom. If we raise 50000 we will add this, right? Like, oh, it's going to be like metal coins or something, right? And if we get up to 100,000, we'll like do, we'll use like premium card quality, right? Ooh, if we get to 175,000, we'll we'll put in an insert to the game. So then you sort of see this campaign grow over time. You get excited. You're like, ooh, it's already at, you know, 150,000. I really love the idea of a nice clean insert put into the game. Like, I wonder if it's going to get up there. We have 10 more days in the campaign. I bet you it will. And maybe then I will plop down my money. Or maybe right there I will be excited to sort of plop down the money. Who knows? But these stretch goals continue to breathe life into it. And the current campaign that I'm sort of watching that got me kind of thinking about it all is at the start of their campaign, they didn't release all the stretch goals. In fact, instead, they just said there would be stretch goals. Didn't matter the the money. So that was different. A lot of times it's it's money unlocks those stretch goals. This one was just time. It was just saying that every two days they would release another stretch goal. Another thing that's going to be included if you buy this version of the game, you're going to get all the stretch goals and every two days of the campaign, 30-day campaign, so 15 extra pieces sort of thrown in there. And it, it kind of kept me intrigued. I have like stopped back at this project. I have yet to back, but I've stopped back at this project time and time again. And it's it's interesting that it continues to sort of grab my attention. Now, 
All right, so I've been like rambling on about Kickstarter. If you've heard of Kickstarter before, I apologize. But I wanted to lay that base layer down as we sort of turn our attention to the classroom. So if any of you listening to this kind of have some ideas of how to bring this to life in our classrooms, I would love to hear from you. If you could use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast and tag me at Mr. Matera, I'd love to have a discussion on this because I think this is... There's some merit here. I haven't figured it all out, how we could include it in the classroom. I have some notes here that I'm going to kind of run through here, just some quick ones. But how can we take this Kickstarter model, and and this one's money-based and funding project-based, and put it into our classroom where it's not money-based, but we definitely have projects. So... um, one thing. So one thing we got to kind of replace is the money, right? So what could we give in terms of money that they could apply to options? Well, maybe I should start there. See, I don't know. So for example, uh, we said before that this is crowdsourcing. So what if you put up four different project options or something like that, and people could fund those projects and how they would fund them would be some sort of monetary value, but we're going to replace money with maybe if you give kids credits based on completed work, right? So every completed work earns a credit, right? And now kids have these credits to kind of invest in options in your class Kickstarter platform. That was one idea I had. Another one would be, uh, investing their time credits into options um, that they want to see happen, right? So maybe you could, it doesn't have to only be like projects that they can go do and activities they can do. Maybe it's unlocking certain things in the classroom. Maybe you put up different options and literally what what I get excited about, like maybe it's class options. Maybe you give, you know, the kids the choice on, you know, how you're going to structure homework, how you're going to structure the class, seating, whatever. I mean, you name it, like all the variables that we have under our control as teachers, maybe you use all those variables and you put them up on your class Kickstarter platform, you know, which might just be a Google site or whatever. And kids, you know, with Google Forms could kind of put credits towards those options and the options that kind of happen happen or maybe they are actually personally happening maybe this kid has sort of customized his class his or her class experience in your class by the options they have selected right and they have if they get funded and you can set those funding goals like we're only i'm only going to deal with the pain of this right because all of this is a management thing right you're like i'm only going to deal with paying attention to who gets the special chair if it gets funded to, you know, 47 credits, you know, and anybody that buys it could, could be, have this option, right? But I'm only dealing with it if we get up to 47 credits. This is awesome. Like now I don't even have to worry about like that until that happens. If it happens, you could give the time mechanic where like people have to spend those credits by such a, such a point. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's making any sense. I got to admit, this is like a daydream on a walk. But I just, the idea of Kickstarter 
captivates my mind as an adult. I have to imagine those kind of choices, crowdsourcing, the community-based stretch goals. Like if it gets funded, maybe we'll add these things. You could add those stretch goals as it goes as time goes by, if like no one's interested in one project, maybe I'll send add an extra stretch goal. Like if it happens, this this extra bonus happens or this extra thing happens. I don't know. I'd love to have the discussion with you how you see this as something that could be in your classroom uh, or ways we could do it. That's really all the ideas that I have right now. It's a work in progress and I don't know if I'm going to ever do it, but I wanted to put this out there into the well-played community and see what this community thinks of this idea of Kickstarter in the classroom. I hope you guys have a great, great day. We have Hive Summit coming up. Uh, Definitely check that out. Also, you guys, I would love it if you haven't done so already. Join the community at emc2learning.com. It is a wonderful place of educators excited to bring the best, the top quality they can to their classrooms to continue to be engagement engineers, literally crafting both fun and learning, playful and passionate learning in their classroom. All right, everybody, take care.